Engaging Leader, episode 195, Engaging Generations, part two, how to communicate with millennials and Generation Z, featuring my son and colleague, J.J. Leahy. Brought to you by the team at Workforce Communication. Find out more at workforcecommunication.com. Leadership inspire trust, passion, and action? Welcome to the Engaging Leader Podcast with Jesse Leahy, consultant, writer, and speaker. Jesse has helped executives engage hundreds of thousands of people. Join us now for principles to communicate, engage, and lead with greater impact. Welcome to the show, Engagers. Well, in case you didn't already realize it, the people who are graduating college right now and entering your workforce are not considered millennials. They are the next generation, Gen Z, which is sometimes called post-millennials. And even though millennials have already driven a significant shift in how people communicate in the workplace, it looks like Generation Z is driving another major shift. So as a leader, how do you connect with younger employees to capture their attention, earn their trust, and inspire them to take action? This episode is going to discuss principles and tips that are effective in this new era of communication. In part one, we looked at understanding the values as well as communication habits and preferences of generations Y and Z. And today we're going to dig into some of these specific tips. Joining me again for part two of this conversation is my colleague and oldest son, J.J. Leahy. He's a communication professional with experience in both internal and external communications. And he's among the very youngest of the millennials. He's right on the border of generations Y and Z. And just regarding with his work, um, his outside interests, and his age, it, uh, and his just his experience in observing, reading, and experimenting with engaging both of those younger generations. He has a very intimate and yet practical perspective on this topic. JJ, welcome back to Engaging Leader. Hey, thanks for having me. In part one, we looked at the makeup of generations Y and Z, the millennials and what some are calling the post-millennials, and what their communication preferences are and their attention spans and the types of social media they like. And so now let's dig into what, what would it look like to do a good job of communicating in ways that truly engage with those generations. So uh, what's the first principle that you would suggest? Well, we talked in part one about how uh, the fleeting attention span here is best served with bite-sized information. So uh, our first principle here is be brief, visual, and mobile. A great way to accomplish that is uh, video or just really um, oversimplified uh, graphics. <clears throat> you know, if you can get, if you can remove any words um, from what you're trying to say, uh, it usually is a good idea to do that. Uh, the the shorter and more brief you can be, uh, just delivering up just these bite-sized concepts, the easier uh, time you're going to have with retention and keeping their attention throughout the course of whatever you're trying to present to them. The, um, you know, the, the shorter, especially in a video, if you can um, break it up uh, as well, have these nuggets of information punctuated with um, – something to snap their attention back on, on what you're talking about. Uh, you're going to have uh, people more more focused um, throughout the course of your entire presentation. It seems like a lot of the younger generation 
when they're watching videos, they're watching them silently. Well, and a big part of that has to do with the fact that everything's mobile. So you're not always watching videos in a location where it's appropriate to have sound. Uh, if they're younger, they might be watching videos at school. Uh, you might be watching it um, you know, on public transport somewhere. Or, heck, I mean, it really is actually not uncommon at all for a younger person to whip out a phone and start watching a video at a place like a, a mall, you know, some crowded public area. So a lot of the time, you know, having audio is not super conducive. And so what that means is if you're trying to present information, you need to uh, take into consideration whether you can still get your point across uh, with no audio. So if you have someone narrating a video or, you know, just actually even on screen with a video, it's really helpful to provide um, captions. You know, if you, ha you can have some side subtitles on there and make sure that every point you're trying to get across, uh, you know, is not only spoken, but also uh, written out, you're going to be able to um, reach a lot more people that way. I think the first time I noticed that, or at least it really hit me what was going on there, I was just on LinkedIn. So that's a social media that obviously m most of our listeners are familiar with. And I was scrolling down my feed on LinkedIn, and I noticed a video by Marcus Buckingham, a very famous leadership author and speaker. And it was si playing silently, and he, the whole thing was subtitled, just as if I, I were you know, reading it for a different language or if I were uh, deaf. And it's even though I wasn't, I was sitting at my desk, I could have turned the volume, I could have, I guess, clicked on it and it would have started playing volume. But it's interesting that it caught my attention more because it was playing automatically and then just and actually had subtitles for what he was saying. And I got, you know, being visual like most of us are, I got sucked into what the, the message that he was saying. And it was very short, but it, and it started with a very, actually like a, um, provoking statement he was big, right off the bat he was saying yeah. something provoking and i just wait a minute what is he saying well you can also help with comprehension here too because um sometimes if, if you're throwing words into whatever you're saying that um people may, may not be super familiar with <clears throat> having those on screen um is also going to help uh, people follow along there and one of the cool things um you know if if you um can apply some creativity um, there's just a host of, of different ways to get the same information across. So to, to give you an example, uh, I was showing you this, um, kind of recently, um, there's this new trend of making these, uh, videos. Sometimes they're, you know, in actual video format. Other times, um, you know, you commonly see just, uh, an animated GIF of this, it's, it's a recipe. So, you know, everybody's familiar with how you write a recipe out. You list your ingredients and then you got your step-by-step. -step. Well, or you could just show it in a video. And, you know, we're not going to go full, you know, cooking channel here and, and do a 20-minute, you know, how, how you make this batch of cookies. <clears throat> There's this really quick bite size. I mean, the whole thing, you know, maybe lasts 30 to 40 seconds um, a lot of the time. And uh, they, they just show, you know, hey, here's an ingredient. You know, here's a, a cup and a half of flour. Here's three quarters of a cup of sugar. Here's uh, an egg. And, and you just watch, you know, the ingredients are getting thrown in. And they put big on the screen, the, you know, it, with text, 
exactly what's being put in, it, put in there, but it's really uh, fast-paced. I mean, the ones I showed you, uh, and then and you found some others as well that looked tastier than the recipes I found, um, <laughs> were, you know, they, they wouldn't spend more than just a few seconds on every ingredient. And they show mixing it up, and then, you know, going to throw it in the oven for X amount of time, pull it out, and look at how delicious this is. And, you know, it's a, it's a very innovative way to get the concept of a recipe across. And it's the same information here, um, but it's visual. Uh, you get you get um, sort of a, a walkthrough of, you know, what is this supposed to look like at different points in the process. And here's the final product. And, wow, this looks delicious. I'm so much more likely, now that I saw how easy it was to make and I see the end result, I'm so much more likely to try and attempt this myself now. These are absolutely huge, especially on Instagram, just huge numbers of people watching these. And I, they are more helpful than a paper recipe. I mean, you it, it's a very simple, the production value is pretty simple. It's very short, just shot facing down and some simple words on screen. So you see, okay, measure out a cup of flour. And I could see how, but then I see what they're doing with it. So I, I can if this were a new recipe for me, I could see having my phone out or a tablet yeah. and kind of following along. Okay, pause here. I'm going to do that, what they just did. Yeah, so, so the name of the game here is creativity and looking for really unconventional ways to uh, communicate information. Yeah, so it's, it's as you said, it's brief. I mean, the, the, those recipe examples, uh, and, and our, our folks can find that if you just Google... Uh, BuzzFeed recipe, it'll probably, BuzzFeed recipe Instagram, it'll pop up on, on Google for you, the, the, these types of examples. But they're, they're brief, they're visual, they're uh, very well suited for mobile. And then, um, and you can use that kind of a style for any type. You could use that for, uh, it doesn't have to be obviously food videos. It could be for um, to uh, leaders to demonstrate how a new program is going to work or teach people how to use a new software application, uh, how to, how a benefit or a compensation program works, um, how any, a new talent program works or how a employee referral pro program works or how to do some sort of wellness program. But it's, it's simple, short, it's, uh, simplified even. Um, and it works with the sound off as you, as you mentioned. Sure, with the sound off, and it translates well onto different devices. You know, whether you're watching on a tablet, your laptop, or on a phone. And the trend is really toward very short videos. Uh, for the last several years, two to three minute videos have been quite the norm. Everyone's used to seeing these sort of how-to tutorial videos on YouTube, for example, and they're getting shorter and shorter. I mean, a lot of a lot of videos now that are super successful on social media are. 10 to 15 seconds long. So we've been talking about video for a while. Then there's just visuals plus short text. Tell us about those. A, a lot of what I do, you know, I'm really trying to lean on that authenticity and the and the human factor. So I, I really try and have people in the shot um, whenever possible. We're really leaning on the impulsiveness of these, uh, you know, the, the short attention spans here. So if you can, um, you know, capture that real quick with, uh, you know, big words, you know, simplify the whole message in a, a, a really engaging visual, uh, we're a lot more likely to land a sale. One of the big 
drivers on Instagram, and we see it, us older folks on, that are on Facebook <laughs> see it too in our feeds there, these, like just a square um, meme or some other image that has some kind of, the image itself is eye-catching. There's some a brief sentence, it may just be a phrase or a sentence that either teaches you something or provokes or is humorous, but somehow it engages your brain, engages your emotions. And then there might be a link to more information. So if I, if I want that content and to learn more about it, I can watch a whole video or I can read a whole article or something. But these, it's the, it's the short snippet that really grabs your attention, the, the bite-sized visual. Yeah, it's a teaser. You put a teaser in front of them and then you serve up, okay, if you like this and, act, and are actually interested in it, here's where you can get more information. But we're not going to overwhelm, with you, overwhelm you with it right out, off the bat. It seems like the one exception to not overwhelming you off the bat that still works is an infographic. Like a lengthy infographic, uh, it can be huge. Like I, I, I have shared on LinkedIn some infographics that have a ton of information on them, but they're long, they're well done, they're interesting visually. And those are some of the most viewed and most commented on and liked things that I share on LinkedIn. But again, you know, this in, the infographic is a creative and really simplified way to deliver a ton of information. If you were to write out that same information, you'd fill pages and pages. Mm. So you're, and you're taking that and you're making it visual. And so you're, you're, people are able to see it in a couple of different ways. Um, they, they can kind of just see, okay, uh, quantitatively, how much is this that we're talking about? Infographics are great at that, you know, showing um, values and and um, uh, delivering information that is otherwise, um, you know, kind of kind of harder to um, picture in your head. Yeah, well, that's a good point. The other thing that surpri- was surprising, I think, in the data that we looked at is that uh, is how the younger generation, Gen Z. Uh, they, you know, they, they're, they're so mobile, 98% have smartphones, they're all about, they've got multiple screens going on all the time, watching videos and so forth, but they still have a preference for face-to-face information, or may even be a higher preference than millennials and uh, Gen X. 72% of Gen Z, the youngest generation, says they prefer face-to-face conversation. What do you make of that? I think there's probably two things going on here. The first, which is kind of easy to understand, is that they spend so much of their time engaging electronically that having that face-to-face interaction, which which really is a a core uh, need uh, that just about every human has, uh, it it, it means a lot more because it's rare. So I think that's a, a concept that is pretty easy to grasp. Another thing that might really go into this is that uh, the younger generations really have a high value on personalization, um, customizing something to fit their needs and their lifestyle. For example, I have an iPhone right now, uh, but I'm switching to an Android because uh, a bunch of my friends have, you know, really showed me how much I can customize the Android and tailor it to my own needs. And that's something that really may not appeal to, um, you know, some personality types. But to me and a lot of other young people, it's kind of a cool thing to be able to say, hey, 
you know, yeah, your smartphone works great for you, but I really need mine to do some different things. And so face-to-face interaction with a person is really um, a great way to maybe custom tailor uh, what you're getting to your needs. Because when you're actually talking to a person and you can explain, hey, here's my situation, here are the things that uh, that I'm bringing to the table that, you know, maybe you're offering to solve or, you know, I'm trying to, you know, be part of your program or whatever. Um, here's me and how can how can we, um, you know, tailor your offer to uh, my specific situation? I, I think that there's a, a high value in that that young people uh, really appreciate as opposed to, you know, yeah, it's convenient to get a lot of this stuff digitally. But it's going to be a little more cookie cutter at that point. Hmm. So, so I guess if I could say summarize those in a different way is treat me like a human being, treat me like a, a unique individual, and have an emotional connection with me. Which is it's it's uh, weird that that's a weird concept <laughs> today in 2019. <laughs> yeah. So as leaders engaging, trying to engage the younger generations. Sure. Learn about, take advantage of the newer technologies and tech trends to increase efficiency and so forth, but also work on keeping it human. Yeah. And, you know, uh, to, to leave a thought here, um, for, for most, most of the time, if people are quitting a job and moving on, most people don't quit jobs. They quit managers. You know, there's a lot of people most people will put up with a difficult um, job or you know maybe even one that they uh, really don't love if they have a great relationship with their manager and if they feel really valued as a member of the team and uh, if they feel that you know the, the the person that they're working for really has their back and is is going to bat for them they're gonna put up with a lot so you know this this human connection really can't be overstated um, you know, it's, it's really at the end of the day, most of the time comes down to, you know, uh, your, your personal connection with somebody is going to make or break, uh, a lot of situations. Very cool. JJ, where can people find out more about you and what you're doing on social media? Yeah, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm also featured on the uh, Workforce Communication website. And then uh, if you want to just keep up with some uh, just fun personal stuff, uh, I like to talk um, politics and, and movies and uh, sports over on Twitter, at JJ Leahy. Very fun. JJ, thanks for joining us on Engaging Leader. Thanks for having me. All right, Engagers, that wraps up this episode. If you didn't already catch it, make sure you check out part one of this conversation that was in episode 194. But we'll provide JJ's contact information on our show notes for this episode, which you can find on our website at engagingleader.com forward slash 195 as in episode 195. This is a production of Workforce Communication. We are a team of consultants and creatives using the power of communication to help organizations enhance the well-being and performance of their people. My colleagues and I partner with mid-sides and large employers to attract top talent, fully engage employees, and achieve superior business results. In several areas, including employer branding, talent management, wellness, benefits and compensation, business transformation, and more. 
Find us at workforcecommunication.com. Our thanks to Cecily Leahy, our producer, James Marler, our sound engineer, Rick Tarrant, our announcer, and Max Brody, who composed our theme music. Until next time, remember, in the 21st century, the real movers and shakers aren't just leaders, they're engagers.